that's like my number one prayer now for like every person that I love and every person that I come across is like, dude, just find what liberates you and just go with it. Welcome back to the Whiskey and Lemon Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Mercedes, and I'm joined again with Flo Pid as she answers all of your listener questions. Stay tuned. I would love to dive into some listener questions if we got a little bit more time. Yes, fire okay. away. All right, let's let's bang some of these out. All right, the first one we have is, were you completely shocked by your first day as a nun? And do you feel things were explained well or were you more blindsided? Which I think um, you touched on a bit is like, they even told you like, oh, it's going to say this, but we're going to actually do it this way. Well, that was like later on the whole, like, we're, we're going to do this and like say mm. it this way. But the, okay. my very first day as a sister um, or a nun, um, I really wasn't surprised because prior to this, um, we had, they invited like a bunch of people to come, like a, basically a bunch of youth to come visit the nuns. So we like stayed, I went on this like visit to Dover, Delaware before I joined um, for like, I think it was like three, four days. And it was basically like a retreat for like all, 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 all the like young people who wanted to like come see like the house and like prayers and join prayers and stuff like that. So it was more or less like the retreat. It was just like people were less nice and more grumpy because they had less sleep. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like this, like, they had like a recruitment kind of retreat or of like come see our life like look how wonderful it is and look how peaceful it is and like yeah. then you join and you're like I mean it is kind of like that but it's also not really like that you know yeah so I wasn't like fully surprised but um I think after a couple of weeks I was like starting to like get a better picture you know what I mean it's not all unicorns and rainbows <laughs> yeah I'm like y'all are not nice y'all are y'all are grumpy nuns man <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay. The next one is, did you fully buy in while you were there? And what are your beliefs now? Uh, fully bought in. Yes. A hundred percent. I was like super gung-ho dedicated to everything that they said, everything that they taught, like with all my heart like that. I mean, if you met me like eight, nine years ago, I was just a completely different person. Like I really, I just, I believed in this so much and I believe like what they were saying was like the truth. And I think that's one thing that's hard. Like when you leave, especially like anyone who's like super religious or like is in like a cult or whatever, and you leave because like in the, in like the nunnery, they give you like the structure of like the truth about life. Like, you know what I mean? Like they give you like this handbook of like, oh, like this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the ultimate truth, whatever. And like when you leave and you kind of like realize like those things are not okay, you lose this like structure on how you see the world of like, you don't know what the fuck is true anymore. So that could be really like, make you feel really lost. Um, but now I, I identify more as agnostic now. So like, I believe that there's a higher power. I don't know if that higher power wants to be called God. I don't know if that's a guy or a girl or if they want us to go to church every Sunday or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what this like higher power wants from us, but I believe that there is a higher power. And that's why like now I really do believe that religion is so subjective 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I really define it by like, it's, it's your relationship with spirituality, like whatever you choose to be your God and however you believe, like they're asking you to like live your life. Like if that brings you joy, dude, fucking go for it, man. If that gives you liberation, mm-hmm. if that gives you peace of mind, like do it. Yeah. It just, it didn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Like I feel more at peace and like liberated now. I feel like more like myself now. But if you find those things in like in like whatever religion you're getting into, and unfortunately, like sometimes like those are like, you know, cult settings or whatever, like, that's why it's like, dude, like, like when if you leave, if you get to leave, or if you do leave or whatever, like you can't hate yourself for like being all about it once upon a time, because like, it aligned with like your values at that point in your life, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like it's, it's fine, like you're dude. you're trying you were trying to find happiness like you're trying to yeah. find some like peace and happiness and like I mean that makes sense you don't want to have resentment or like anger with yourself because like you were just trying to seek what would bring you joy yeah and like what's the point of that you know like my mom always tells me like you know why do you call yourself stupid you've never experienced that before this how would you know you know what I mean and it's like you're right mom you're fucking right I don't I just yeah. know <laughs> yeah but it's like you know kind of give yourself some slack man like also like you're allowed to change your mind if you believe in one thing one day like you can believe in something else the next day you yeah. know it's it's She's not like now I don't like cheese pizza <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly like I feel like you we need to give people more like flexibility to be people you know like for sure yeah and that's how I see religion in general now and like you know I just try to lead with that in my life because it's too I feel like it's it's just too exhausting to stay angry yeah and and that also reminds me of what you mentioned uh last week where you were saying like you you know felt like you were actually like helping your loved ones too so it's like not only were you like trying to seek happiness for yourself but you were trying to seek it for people that you care about so like there's no need for you to be like upset with yourself or trying to yeah basically care about people you know yeah how I see that now is just like they use that you know like they use that desire to manipulate you and like people people do that all the time Mm -hmm. you know like it's nothing it's not like a new discovery or like a new tactic like people fall prey to that all the time you just need to be in the right amount of vulnerability in the right place looking for something and it could happen to anyone that's the thing like it could happen to anyone man yeah yeah, yeah, like you you had good intentions. Now, if they did, that's a different conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so do you feel any good came from you being a nun? Yes, I do. I think for a long time, I like refused to like see the good mm-hmm. when I was like in my angry kind of era. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I feel, I felt like if I saw the good, and if I recognized the good, then it kind of over, right, or overwrote, like, the bad things that happened, it kind of, like, you know what I mean, like, it, what, what, what am I trying to look for, like, it canceled out, it canceled out okay. the bad, and therefore, I couldn't be angry, like, that was, like, my logic, but, okay, like, now, as I'm older and wiser, <laughs> I feel like you're Flo. How old are you? I'm 30. 30. Turned, okay. I'm, I'm about to turn 31. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so you've been out for eight years, eight years okay. uh, going on nine, but yeah, okay. like I just, I, I, I understand now that like I can 
see the good in it and like love like the good that happened but mm-hmm. also like you know kind of give note to like yeah they did pretty shitty things but the thing like I feel like one thing that like doesn't get talked about too like in nun life like I really did feel like I got to experience like this like pure kind of joy mm-hmm. and I don't know how to I don't know how to explain that of just like Maybe it's because I had no responsibilities, but like, but like, I I really felt like I. Then was you come like, back to like America and all the stuff we were talking about before we started this episode. All the I know you, that, pause, like <laughs> that's just like that's just like something you tolerate. You know, it's like a byproduct of like living in the world. But yeah. but like I I really do feel like I got to experience like this kind of like true like untainted pure kind of joy. Mm-hmm. of just like I I felt like there was a time when I was a nun that I just felt like I was just so full of love for like everyone and everything and like mm-hmm. that I like looked at like the people around me and I just felt so much love and I looked at my life and I felt so much love and I was proud of like what I was doing and like I can't deny that you know what I mean like there was a time where I was like getting what I wanted to get out of the experience Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. The next question is, what were your family's thoughts on this? What were your friends' thoughts on this? Mm, when I left high school, like when I dropped out, I didn't tell any of my friends. <laughs> okay. I just disappeared and they were like, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> Which I kind of feel, I mean, unless you have like a really, really tight knit group or like a really close friend, like that's, as a teenager it's like I remember moving like I didn't really tell anybody either like I was just like bye well like I I my I remember distinctly like my thought I didn't tell my cousins either and like me and my cousins we like pretty much grew up together so I didn't tell anyone any of those people I really just told like my church friends obviously because they were like oh my god blah 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 and like (laughs) and then my family obviously and then like my really close friends but my really close friends at the time we didn't go to high school together so like we weren't oh, okay. in school together, like they were at different schools. So I reconnected with like this one, like one of my friends that I was actually pretty close to in high school. And um, it was funny because when I came back, I was working at like our local mall and he like ran into me at the mall mm-hmm. and was like, Flo, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, he was just like, dude, you just disappeared. Like we had no idea where the fuck you went. And then we heard you became a nun because like, the Asian community in Moloval is pretty small. So like, you know, everyone who knows everyone. Um, okay. So they ended up hearing like where mm-hmm. you were. Okay. Like a couple years later or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think they thought I was fucking crazy. <laughs> mm. I think they thought like my mom was just kind of like. But did they know you were in the youth group like before you left? Yes. Yes, okay. they did. Okay. But, you know, they didn't know it was like that. Yeah, like, I'm going to become a nun. What's good, you know? <laughs> like, you know, they didn't know it was anything like that. So it really, it was really, like, blindsided for the, like, blindsiding for them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, um, my mom told me after I came back that, like, my brothers and her actually had, and my stepdad, like, they had a bet, like, an ongoing bet while I was a nun, like, how long I would be in there. So when I first left, they were like, oh, two weeks, two weeks. 
And then, you know, two weeks pass by and they're like, okay, okay, one year, one year. And then a year passed by and I still wasn't coming back. So they were just like, fuck, dude, is she going to be there forever? Right. Like we might not see her again. Oh, yeah. But my dad, my dad was the one who was like really against me going. Um, But I didn't live with him at the time because my parents are divorced. So my dad lives in the Bay Area. My mom lives in SoCal. So I was living with my mom. And like, you know, I didn't tell my dad, my mom was the one who like talked to my dad about it. And she was just like, how are you going to fight God? You know, like, so that he like conceded and basically like was like, okay, so he gave his permission. But then when I left, um, while I was a sister, my dad actually got really involved in his church, like really involved. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I left, when I told him I was leaving, he was actually like really, really disappointed that I was leaving. So it was like the opposite reaction, you know, of like when I left, like he was like, you're leaving? Why would you leave? You know, like this is. Oh, no. sorry. I'm thinking you mean like when you like were leaving to go to Delaware. You mean like when oh, you were sorry. actually leaving the nunnery. Got yeah, it. When got I, it. Okay. Sorry, sorry, At sorry. first when I'm I, like, let me not ask. It's just not computing in my brain right now. <laughs> got it. Yeah. When I left like the nun life, when I told him like, hey, like I'm coming back home. Like he was just like, why? why why are you going and he I remember I love you dad but like I remember he said wow now I lost my ticket to heaven and you know that's really not what you want to hear when you're like about to like step into like this life that you don't know how the fuck you're gonna do or be you know so like that was like really hard for me the system was on the phone like me (laughs) (laughs) it worked no but I think it was hard to hear too because I it was an insecurity that I had right like it was like damn am I making the right decision you know what I mean like that little like voice in the back of your head but um yeah I think my friends it was especially the church friends it was definitely like this expectation of like you should be a certain way so when I got out, I actually started dating this guy who also left from the same community that I was in. Um, like we left oh, okay. around the same time. And then uh-huh. we like, you know, met up because we weren't allowed to talk to like guys while we were sisters because it was very sinful to look in their direction or talk to them. It was like, it. very impure, you know what I yeah. mean? So like we started catching up and like we started dating or whatever. But I remember there was one time we went out to dinner and like I I like sat cross-legged. Brian, you can skip this part. <laughs> he knows, he knows this part. Um, but we I I was sitting cross-legged like in a booth. Like I think it was like TGIF or whatever. And he was like, You shouldn't do that. You used to be a nun. And I was like, I ain't a nun no more, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> So it was like, it was a lot of like that, like a lot of people, a lot of people telling me like how I should be, how I should act because I was a sister and check please. (laughs) Yeah. So like when you're, when you're trying to figure out who you are in the world, like it's just really not helpful. Um, so that didn't, that didn't last obviously, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, you know what I mean? It was just a lot of like mixed feedback. It was a lot of mixed feedback. Like people were excited. Some people were like, why did you leave? Like, what's wrong? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's wrong with yeah. you? Like, or, or it was like this, like, look of like, oh, you failed. You couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so it was, a, it was like a lot of like mixed emotions and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a lot like, yeah, you're, 
because in that way if it's like oh you failed it's like well if I'm living the way you want me to I failed yeah <laughs> you know because yeah but you don't have those thoughts yet you know <laughs> true very true <laughs> so you're just kind of like oh my god I failed I'm gonna be a misfit for life <laughs> oh man a misfit. <clears throat> next question is if you if you have a younger cousin or sibling or friend what whatever, whatever. And they express interest in being a nun to you. What would that conversation look like? Oh my God. I actually had this happen to me. So there was, so there was a, there was a younger girl in our youth group when I left, like she was like young, I think she was like 10 or some shit like that. And when I came back, uh, we started like age limits. Like you could go at like five if you want to. Bitch. I don't know. I guess. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, and that was one of the things they got in trouble for when like remember I told you like the whole Vatican came and did all that stuff like they were basically telling them like you can't recruit people in high school like you have to recruit them when they're 18 like when they're legal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so they got in they got they kind of got in trouble for that too yeah but anyways like yeah so I came back and she got me a job at Vans shout out (laughs) (laughs) sponsor me no I'm just kidding um but like yeah and jack in the box with their (laughs) touchscreens so like we were like working together and she was like oh like I'm thinking about joining and the same community because we all were in the same youth group so I was like um I really think you should give it more thought and because she was still pretty young like she was like 21 at the time I think you know what I mean like she was still pretty young and I was just like maybe you should give it more thought. Like, why do you, like, I was just asking her questions. Like, why do you want to join? Like, what's, what's really your reason of wanting to join and all this stuff. But anyways, like that did happen. I don't know if I discouraged her or not. Like, I know she was talking to a lot of different people, but um, she ended up not joining for whatever reason. I kind of lost touch with her, but yeah, it did happen. And I was definitely like, don't go, bitch. Don't go. It's so bad right now. Don't go. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously I didn't say it in so many words, but yeah, I, I, I felt like I was trying to discourage her, but also like you should make your own decisions, but like, girl, it's a I, mess I'm, right now. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to like connect or like not even connect, but maybe like see out like the, the superior that I think you said was like, like God's will for you is like whatever you feel it is the one that like mm-hmm. got you to really get out like I'm waiting for you guys to like run into each other like, <laughs> at the club like <laughs> so she's still in she's still in there oh, okay um, so sh- we have like stages of like nun life where like when you make a perpetual vow you become a mother and so she is a mother got it so basically she can't really leave like she'd have to request like special um permission from like the Vatican to leave her status as like a sister but no like she's still in there and like I I did talk to her like over FaceTime one time like a couple years ago she's still the same bubbly sister like she's still great like you know like we kind of just like picked off where we left off when I oh so she's allowed to use FaceTime I think now they are like it's a lot more lenient now than it was when I joined because of like the changes that they were forced to make when like the Vatican came, like they were really forced to like, so as far as I know now, like all of the superiors when I was a sister are no longer the superiors now. Like they were taken down, they were told to step down. And so they placed new superiors. So they kind of have like 
new management, if you want to think of it that way. <laughs> right. Um, and like, you know, like the superiors, uh, the last I heard uh, with a friend that still keep it, that still keeps in touch with them, who she was a sister too. Um, and like, I talked to her like maybe like once in a blue moon, but we're mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me the last I heard was that now they have to take like psychology classes on like how to like leadership classes, right? Like how to guide people, which I'm like, dude, that's a great first step. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that, that's what, that's a big thing that was missing. Like they didn't know how to handle kids, you know what I mean? And like, and like now they're being trained for it, which is great. So that means like there is change and it's good change for the people that still want to continue and still feel like they should be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I did talk to her and she's still so funny and she's great and she's still the same. And she's just like, oh my God, look at your hair. Like, you know, she's trying (laughs) to say stuff like that. But oh my God, I have like the funniest story of her. One time, I think I was like 19 and I was supposed to like renew my vows. So every year we had to like renew our vows. And it was a time where like, I really didn't know if I wanted to like renew my vows. Um, and she was like a stand-in, she was like a substitute superior for us at the time, because like our superior at the time was like away. And so she was at our community during this time of like me renewing my vows. And I was talking to the priest right before like the renewal of like, I don't know if I should do it. Like I'm having a lot of like, you know, like questions and like, I'm, you know, like I really don't think I should continue and whatever, the same usual fucking conversation. And she was she like popped her head outside of like the chapel because I'm like in the living room at this time like talking to the priest and she just sticks her head and she's just like oh come on we already bought the pizza and ice cream let's just do it and I was just like I was like well fuck me dude okay like shit what I mean there's there's pizza and ice cream so I guess I gotta fucking renew these fucking vows bro (laughs) oh my gosh I can't (laughs) so she was she was definitely known to be like the nun who was like outside of the box right if you know what I mean like you know yeah like like every everyone knew her like she's like dude that she's crazy but I love I love her she's real you know what I mean like she's not trying to like fit this mold of like what a nun should be she's just being herself yeah. as a nun you know what I mean and and she's great with people and I think that's what like great yeah. leadership you know what I mean but yeah I, I hella remember that story and every even now I just still laugh about it I'm like damn I really fucking renewed my vows for another year that's for fucking pizza and ice cream <laughs> Oh, oh my god and I was like 19 at the time and that was such a treat for us and like see yeah, that's why now when people are like do you like cheese pizza <laughs> it's like you know what <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I do I don't like ice cream though I will say you that. don't like, I don't ice, like cream? ice cream we're gonna end this recording really now don't. thank you so much Flo for joining us <laughs> it's too cold well I will say yeah it's funny because I'm actually not a fan of like things that are like I don't even drink water mad cold but I love me some non-dairy I will get non-dairy but I love myself some ice cream um I was gonna ask you okay so if if this is like a long explanation you don't have to dive into it but now I'm curious like the whole like process of like how people are in each role like how that is all set up so we have, we basically had like a founder who founded our congregation, hence mm-hmm. the name, um, but he's a priest and he, oh 
God, this is going to sound so fucking crazy, but like <laughs> he, they told us, okay, this is what they told us. They told us that he was visited by God and God gave him a message to set up this community with this specific charism of um, victimhood. Victimhood was like our, well, every congregation has a charism. So it's kind of like a virtue that they live out in everything that they do. So like, for example, um, if anyone is familiar with like Franciscans, like their charism is poverty. So like following Christ the poor. So for us, it was victimhood. So following Christ crucified who sacrificed himself for like the sins of others. Like that was like the whole spiel. Anyway, so he had a vision apparently from God was touched by him or whatever to start this congregation. Stop, stop, don't do that with your face. <laughs> I told you this was all crazy, okay? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. So he, he started this congregation and basically um, started as a youth group in the Philippines and started recruiting like, you know, people from college. So they, these our superiors who be, who then became our superiors. So they were recruited from college. They became like part of this group. They became sisters and priests or, or brother seminarians. So they became sisters and seminarians and they basically like just started recruiting more and more from high schools. And so they became bigger. They started to spread across the world. So we had we had a sister from Ireland. We had a few from Australia. And um, yeah, so basically like, as you kind of like climb like the religious ladder of like taking different vows, mm. then like if you became a mother, you would then be in charge of the community. And those communities in a certain area would have their own superior. And then among the sisters, we would have a national superior. So the one at the very And top. are you going to people saying like, hey, I'm interested in doing this or they're like, choosing you like they're just like oh we think you should be this no yeah so the whole like the third vow that we take like the vow of obedience it's all that so they assign you they tell you where to go like I remember when I finally left the Philippines I was actually assigned to go to mm. Australia I had my I had my visa lined up everything was like ready to go three days before I was supposed to leave they changed my flight and they assigned me to Nebraska so then I was assigned to oh. Nebraska. So it's like, we really don't have, we really don't have a say. Like the superiors are the ones who like are in charge of like placing you, telling where you, where you need to go, telling you, oh, you're, it's your time to like become a mother now to take the next step or to become a priest or whatever. I have to put oh, yeah. my laptop. I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So they're the ones who decide every which thing okay yeah so it's not you going yeah. to them it's not them saying like oh what do you think of this role it's literally like this is what you're doing now that that's like the like what do you call it the unspoken rule of like things you don't do you never ask for anything because the moment you ask for anything you can guarantee you're going to get the opposite of that because for them for the superiors it's like they like they have it's like mortification for you so it's like we have to like clip your will so that you can replace it with God's will. So if they know you really like onions, they ain't gonna give you onions, for That's example. Kind of, oh, kind of like I was gonna situation. say, this is where I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna show my face or anything. <laughs> um, okay, the next question is, 
did you know anyone else that had been a nun before? I know a lot of people. <laughs> like before you went in? Yeah. So they, so they actually sent like the first year nuns to come and talk to us about how great it was to be nuns. Oh. So we, we came into like the congregation like idolizing the people who recruited us and then we would do that for the next batch of recruitment so that it's like a pyramid scheme <laughs> but with no money <laughs> uh, so that's how it was I've yeah. just been diving into that a lot lately that's a whole other conversation oh my god like MLMs and yeah <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I um, documentary. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, I think we kind of touched on this, but it's like if you want to add more to it, feel free. It says, "What did leaving look like, and did you have any concerns from breaking ties?" Um, I didn't have concerns breaking ties. I think I was just like so ready to like leave, and I really thought I was gonna miss mm. the community a lot. Um, because I was really close with a lot of the sisters that were mm-hmm. still in when I left, um, which a lot of them are out now. So okay, shout out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did. I did feel like I was gonna miss them, but I when I came back, I really didn't. Right. I really didn't, okay. Man. I was yeah. I was just fine. <laughs> Sad to say. All right, Flo. So I actually have two more questions for you um one is something I like to ask all my guests and it's do you have any mantras that you like to um live by and if so what are they Mm, one that I've been telling myself a lot lately is just okay (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's because like I I'm just such I'm like an overthinker and I know a lot of people say that but like I'm like I'm like like I can't express like how much of an overthinker I am like and it's really exhausting (laughs) so like uh, a a lot a lot of like lately I've been really just telling my like clearing my head like taking a breath and just being Mm -hmm. like fuck it dude because I'm such like along with the overthinking is always like paired with like perfectionism and like that shit is just so like exhausting too so just like just do the damn thing if it's not perfect whatever if it's not great whatever like just do it fuck it dude like fuck it like fuck the standards that you have in your head fuck the standards that other people have about you like just do do what you want like if if you get joy out of it yeah. just fucking do it dude okay just fuck it fuck it and like I just keep I just keep telling myself that now I'm just like dude just shut the fuck up and just just go for it <laughs> like oh man. <laughs> Okay, and then the last question I have for you: yeah. What is something that you feel most people get a wrong, get wrong about you that you wish that they didn't, and why? Mm, I think people think that I have no problems, and I'm kind of like spontaneous and just mm-hmm. kind of carefree. Um, and I think it's because I've just learned to not show those parts of myself to like people, but I'm unlearning that now. So I feel like I'm getting to like show people that I trust like a more truer side of who I am. Because like, if I'm not up for like being an extrovert, I'll just like be like, oh, like I'm not fun to hang around anymore or I'm not fun to hang around right now. So I'm going to skip. But like, that's, I just feel like you're kind of denying yourself this part of like you that's not always on technically, right? Like who's not like happy and like, 
the best version of yourself and whatever. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like I do like love to joke and like, just laugh. Like that's my favorite thing to do is just laugh. Like I love people who make me laugh. Like that's like my number one requirement for being friends. But, <laughs> um, but I just, yeah. Like, I feel like don't like, don't put, put me yeah. in a box anymore. Like I, I am those things, but I'm also like, I can be like these other things too. Like I can be a bitch and I can be yeah. nice. You know what I mean? Like no, no one person is one or the other. And I just want to stop putting like the labels on myself. Yeah. So I think that's, I think a lot of people assume that about me and I'm just kind of like, nah, like I'm nice, but like, don't, don't cross me, man. Like I'm trying to like learn that part of myself of like standing up for yourself yeah. and like advocating for yourself, okay. you know? And not just being like a yes person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So yeah. is there, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add just based on your experience or anything like I should have asked or that you want to share with the audience? No, um, I think, yeah. I mean, like if you're listening, just do you boo, like just yeah. live your life and, you know, try to shake off like expectations of other people and cause just find your freedom in your life. I feel like that's like my number one prayer now for like every person that I love and every person that I come across is like, dude, just find what liberates you and just go with it. Even if it doesn't make sense to other people or if it's not practical or whatever, you know, like, like, like right. you know, like just, yeah, just, you know, do, do lean more into you, even if like, it's scary and it's unexplored territory. Like I'm a big advocate for that of like, just like, dude, like just, you know, live your life in the way that you feel like will bring you more peace and yeah. all that stuff. Cause it's too fucking short, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. If you get anything out of the story, I hope you get awesome. that. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. It's not an easy thing to do, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm hoping that like everyone can take something from this story. I know I will. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. It was so fun to talk to you. It was great. <laughs>